Hello. Uh, my name's Terry L. I'm a compulsive eater. Um, I really was going to have this as my sign in. I don't take myself too seriously. <laughs> um, thank you, Barbara, for your invitation. Um, I have been a member of the fellowship of uh, OA since May. Uh, I don't even remember the date now, nine years ago. Um, anybody who knows me would have, would be really surprised because I, I walked into an 11 step meeting and there were two people in the room and they were talking about a concept of God and uh, I just wrote down whatever I wanted to rage about, uh, God and, um, and they let me and they just, you know, they said, just come back, come back to six meetings, find your tribe. And I, I really did find my tribe in the Saturday morning meeting at Skibby. Um, I know many of you are not from California, but I see some of my friends that I know um, that have been over to the Skivvy meeting room. Um, and this meeting is part of that meeting. Uh, there used to be a Sunday meeting over at Skivvy Live, but this women's meeting gets many more people than the Sunday meeting. There's also a men's meeting that's hybrid now, but anyway. Enough of that. So um, I left that meeting and I, I got in a car accident. Um, and I felt so calm leaving that meeting. I thought, uh, this is pretty good. I'm feeling pretty calm. And uh, I went out. I just like did the next indicated thing with the car accident. And I was going to meetings every day, you know, here, Skivy is in Glendora, it's S-G-V-I-E. It's in Glendora, California, um, and there were meetings in Claremont, and there were meetings in Rancho, and there were meetings in Almani, anybody who knows the L.A. area. Um, you could go to a meeting every day, um, and after COVID, there's not quite so many meetings, but... Really, I found my tribe in it's Saturday. Saturday was mine. So my first year, I had a significant weight loss. I, I lost like 70 pounds the first year. And uh, it was not so unusual for me because I really was a professional dieter. I really... I've been thinking a, a lot lately about, you know, they talk about um, we start out as a cucumber, but after being a while in the vinegar, you're a pickle and you can't go back to being a cucumber. And I, I've been thinking about when did I become a compulsive overeater? I've always loved food. Um, my whole family is foodie people. I love to, I love everything about it. I love to shop. I love to cook. I love to watch TV food shows. I like to read about it. Uh, I have a YouTube channel about cake decorating and um, 
one of my very distinct memories one time about cake decorating where I was like, okay, I, um, one day I made a cake and, you know, you level them and, um, there's stuff left over and you mixed it together and I didn't eat anything else besides that mixed up cake and frosting for three days. And that is how I can see my own compulsion is when a serving is however much is there. That's how I know that's a food that is dangerous for me. Um, so when did I become a pickle? When did I, um, when did I go over that ledge and didn't just love cooking, but it became really kind of took over my life. Um, and I think probably the first time I started dieting, done a lot of different diets. I, I did the, I think my first diet was the cabbage soup diet. Mm. And I still like that soup. Uh, I still will, you know, if I know it's going to be a high eating week for me, I will make that cabbage soup and it fills me up and gives me something to eat. But, um, and then the dieting really became very, you know, serious. I, you know, when Oprah pulled out that big, that big uh, wagon of fat and she lost a lot of weight on Optifast, I did that too. Uh, I didn't eat for four months. I lost a lot of weight. And then I have a dis very distinct recollection of putting a pretzel in my mouth and gaining 50 pounds. That's what it feels like in my head. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. Um, if I had my choice, I would eat carbohydrates all the time. I would just, I wouldn't eat anything else. I like vegetables. I don't have any problem with it, but I really love everything about carbohydrates. So after my 70 pound weight loss, I maintained it for a year, which was miraculous for me. I, that was the most miraculous thing that had ever occurred to me as far as weight loss and maintenance. And I still was not at goal weight. I've never been at goal weight in program. Um, I'm really very seldom been at goal weight in my life. Um, but what I can say about this program is at this point, I, I am at peace with, um, I feel like my mind and body are not fighting each other anymore. Um, I don't, you know, after all this dieting, my mind kind of got really caught up in praying to the God of the numbers. The numbers are how much can I eat? How much can I not eat? How much do I have to exercise? How many minutes? How many pounds on the scale? How many molecules did I lose? Um, and the, the total constant hamster wheel that this food diet obsession causes here. So, so year three in, for me in, um, in Overeaters Anonymous. Um, so I gradually start putting on some weight and now I have become the chair of the inner group. And so 
it's amazing. You know, it's really hard thing to hold in your mind at the same time you're putting on weight and you chair the intergroup. But um, nonetheless, uh, you know, sometimes in service positions, I think we get caught up in, in ego and um, not able to really tell the truth that we need to. I think that's why a service needs to rotate so somebody else gets to do that for a while and be really secure in their, in their um, abstinence. Um, <clears throat> year three, I really wanted to quit. Um, I couldn't get a hold on the food part of it from the, the three-legged stool, the physical, the spiritual, the, the emotional part of it. So I thought uh, it felt like it was greased. I like the, this physical component I grab on and I'd slide off. I'd grab on and I'd slide off. And so I thought, um, well, maybe I'll grab one of the other legs. If I, it, it, either I quit or I'm going to grab one of the other legs. So that's, that's what I did. I started going out to, it's Saturday. They usually go out for coffee or breakfast afterwards. And I would always say, no, 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 no. I thought this is the weirdest thing. I, I'm in a group to stop compulsively overeating and we're going out to breakfast afterwards. But I began to see that there were there were many meetings within a meeting. There was, you know, I would always come early and stay late. You know, there's the meeting before the meeting, there's the meeting, there's the meeting after meeting, there's a meeting in the parking lot, and then there's the meeting out at coffee. And many times the people who were the greatest speakers were not necessarily the ones that I learned from. I learned from going and talking one-on-one -on -one with people at coffee, talking about their real lives, their real struggles, um, and having these one-on-one -on -one conversations really opened up something within me and it it opened up a new level of vulnerability and it changed things so that is what i recommend to everybody going to a live meeting i don't know how it goes on zoom i don't attend many zoom meetings but come early stay late talk to other people one-on-one -on -one while you're there and say what's on your mind uh, because the strange thing about going to 12-step meetings is when people ask you how you're doing they really mean it <laughs> they really want to know how are you doing it's not a, it's not a greeting so i i'm not much of a religious person um the spiritual component of this program was and is difficult for me. My sponsor encouraged me to read that portion of the big book that talks about not having contempt without prior investigation. The part of the big book that talks about the spiritual program being um, one of an educational variety. And 
I do have a very distinct memory of finding God in my bathtub. Um, it's a very quiet and calming place for me. And I was just thinking about, you know, gratitude and things. And all of a sudden, I, I, I kind of see this little fairy down at the end of my bathtub. And I'm thinking, oh, you're so cute. And... Um, that you're able to hear and so I just you know I started to talk to this um, um, fairy and it it's a strange experience I called it you know Trixie Stardust sometimes and sometimes if I go to meetings people will still call me Trixie hey Trixie how you doing but um, I have become very much more a, um, a live and let live type of person in regard to religion, spiritual experience, anything. Um, I was talking with, um, I was talking before the meeting with uh, Mary Jo and um, I, I was reading some of the literature to see if I could get some inspiration for this talk today. I, and um, one of the books said one of these day one of these years they're going to give a war and nobody will show up. And that's me. Uh, to people who know me, I I I am an attorney. I practiced law. Um, I still practice very niche area of the law, um, but it's perfect for me and that to help me maintain a calm, stable mind. And that is really key to my recovery is to have a calm, stable mind. Um, I practice meditation. Um, I do love the favorite time of the day in the morning where I have some coffee, commune with my cats, and I'm just quiet. I like just, I like being quiet. And many times early in my program, I had a visual experience about taking off clothing you know, stripping off pieces of clothing. I think now that that is, and it was like, there was like post-its posted on my clothing to be taken off. And I, I kind of see that now as a representation of character defects that needed removal. But I have come to believe that really because at that time I was trying to remove those character defects so completely and they would just zip right back on to my, I would remove like the post-it and it would just come back and stick right back on me. So now I think more in terms of, I know this is an awful thought, but I think more in terms of like the doctor scale where you tap, 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 tap. Look at, you know, if you identify a character defect for yourself, um, then oftentimes I will look up the antonym to that and I will try to tap, tap, tap that defect 
toward the antonym. And I have never found that my character defects have completely gone away. I, they show up, they show up again, sometimes in a different, they have a different face. They show up uh, calling themselves a different name. But after uh, I get out the dental tools and start poking around in the character defect, you know, I even use a word chart sometimes for the character defects to see where the strands might go. 15 minutes. Thank you. Uh, you know, oftentimes it comes back, most of the time it comes back to fear. Fear of looking bad, fear of gaining weight, fear of death, loss. So I'd just like to leave you with um, something that happened to me recently, um, some gratitude. I had breast cancer diagnosed about four years ago. Um, and recently I came back with a clean mammogram and I was, I was sitting in, I was sitting in, um, you know, oftentimes, I mean, all, as women, we know we're sitting there half naked waiting for our mammogram to go and you're like freezing. And I was talking to somebody who was going in for the same type of surgery that I was going to. And I was able to talk with her, you know, kind of tell her exactly what I went through. Boom, 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 kind of like here. And I said, you'll be okay. You're going to be okay. Go in with a positive attitude. You're going to be okay. And as I was walking home, my eyes just kind of teared up. And I thought, oh my God, I have lived four years in program. I've lived through a lot of stuff, life, death stuff. I've lived through it. I've walked through it. I have walked through deaths of people very close to me. And I can mostly walk through anything. I have a friend of mine who says, I can, I can do anything if I've got a burrito in my hand. And I can too. I can walk through anything if I got some chocolate that I can have uh, to medicate myself. But I am so grateful. If I was just staying here for the weight loss, the food issues, it would become very boring to me. But I like people. I like the people here. I like the people who talk my language, the people who walk my walk, the people who are trying to get better, the people who do service, the people who listen to tragedies, people who share their tragedies, people who strive to have humility, people who try to reduce their ego. I like those people. And that's what keeps me coming back. I like it. Um, I'd like to tell you that I'm this great spiritual some, some, some something, but mostly it's just the gratitude I have for being here. Um, and learning to live life 
without excess food. So, my beautiful friends, from me 